Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 39-year-old from Wyerton, Ontario, Canada. Ran amok and was a bit of a bully with the great Bruce Highlanders, a staple and legend with the Ottawa 67s, and an OHL champion. In his first two pro seasons with the Gwinnett Gladiators, amassed over 500 penalty minutes. He is another Youngstown Steelhound and Mississippi River King and Sun Dog of Arizona, where he once put up 310 penalty minutes in one season, folks. On route to 2,229 professional penalty minutes in nine seasons. He then came home to terrorize and run amok of the local senior A loop, putting up 28 points in 19 games played and led the league in PIMS. Welcome to the shed, Adam Smith. <laughs> thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. So I asked you if you even knew who I was beforehand, but I get into how we know each other. <clears throat> Guelph, whatever we're called, AAA, back when we were kids, the Grey yeah. Bruce Highlanders just got started. And yeah, we were, I played, you're an 83 I and I'm for, an 83, you know? Yeah, I played there for a couple of years. but Yeah, so I would have been on the team with like Dennis Wideman there in Guelph. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably remember him. I was just out there running around, mucking it up, you know? He he was a presence all the time. Well, so we, we were you. always the two biggest the two biggest guys on the ice, but he had he had a little more skill than I did. Well, you were a bit meaner. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. You were a bit of a bully. Like even back then we started hitting the minor peewee, and I yeah. needed to know where you were. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, most people, yeah. That's so I remember you, whether you remember the little punk skate around or not, but you know, you probably would have been one of those guys. I was pissed off because I couldn't catch you or something. <laughs> Maybe. So then the other way I know you though, is uh, my neighbor from growing up. He lived just on the farm down the road, Rodney Bauman and shed guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ottawa he's a good guy. Sevens, right. Yeah. We were, we were together there for three years and he was in my wedding and, Lots of good memories, some that I could share and some that I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it works here in the shed. People know what to talk about, right? <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, what else do I got that? And how I your name just came up last episode, last week with Swervin Irving and Elkie. Yeah, yeah, I played I played with those guys in a couple different places too. We, we uh, played together in Youngstown first and then... Uh, Elkie and I traveled to Mississippi together. And that's eight. where you play with shed guy, Andrew Lackner. And I played with Lackner too. Yeah. And uh, then a couple of years later, I got 
I got traded from Mississippi to Arizona and then I'm not sure where Irv was, but he ended up in Arizona with me. Yeah. You can move around a bit in minor pro in North America. Can't you? <laughs> yeah. And every, almost every, all every team in minor pro that I played for is now no longer a team. You could so call them, you could get... call them defunct. <laughs> yes. They're, they paid me, I guess, too much money and decided that that's enough. And they <laughs> yeah. it up. Um, what I actually heard, and I don't want to give people ideas because I think it's cool when men get paid to play hockey, but um, I hear a lot of those down South areas figured out that they don't really have to pay junior guys, you know? So they have junior teams now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, a lot of the teams, like I know Mississippi went from like a CHL team to a, SPHL team, which is the Southern Pro budget. League, yeah. Like, stop yeah. playing hockey league. Well, you, but you, yeah, it's the you. You maybe should think about shutting it down. You know, yeah. but and then um, from that, and then they may get the same amount of fans though, right? In the Southern Pro yeah. League than the Central League, so then for them, they're just make maybe yeah. actually. And then a lot it. of the teams went to went to junior from there too to save even more money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the other way we know each other is you played. With my barn cat, Ian Bernard, with the Shadow yes. Lake Crushers. Yes, we did. Yeah, he's my barn cat. So Shed Guy Scott Weaver, episode one hundred and eighty-eight. My best man was college roommates with the barn cat. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, that, my 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 senior A experiment didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. I I heard you're still a bit of a bully. Well, no, not really. I didn't do anything that I wasn't supposed to. I heard Elkie talking about it the other day, and he's stretching it a little bit. You think? Because I heard from other people that you were a bit of a bully. No, that's not true. Uh, Yeah, Trouble follows me. (laughs) It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's never my fault. never was. It never was. Right. Uh, But, yeah. Bardcat, haven't seen him forever. Last time I saw him, my little guy was playing a game in Owen Sound, and we stopped by for a little four-wheeler ride. He's got quite the setup out there. Nice, yeah, he, nice uh, hunt cabin he, in the back. Good, he good coaches uh, He coaches in Shallow Lake minor hockey with, uh, I think he's got the U9 kids. Oh, is that right? Um, well, yep. shout out, because I like this. Is, so this is the thing I've started, okay? And you'll appreciate this, I think. It's growing up in small town, Ontario, Western Midwest, Ontario. I don't think our names get out there that much in minor hockey and people don't know about some players. So shout out to shallow Lake, 2012 Brady snow kids, a gamer. He's a player, you know, yeah. chase Cosgrove from Port Elgin. And then there's a fella from concurrent. I think his name's Colby, but <laughs> won't talk. yeah, the, the snow kid, the snow kids town that he's the same age as, as uh, my boy. And, I coached him for a couple of years and he's, he's a gamer, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. I, I just remember the one day when I, I don't know what it was, some kind of skate we were at and all the baloney had been going on and the kids have been shut down and then they're finally getting a skate in. And I was like, Hey Brady, how are you? He goes, I'm great. You know, you could just tell how much passion <laughs> and love you had to get to yeah. the rink. You know, those are the kids yeah. that do well. Yeah, he's he's a good lacrosse player too, I think. Yeah, I hear he's, that. Yeah, athletes are usually athletes, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Um, but anyways, okay, there's some more small world stuff, right? 
where and what are you doing now? I'm I live in live in Hepworth, so that's just a little south of where I was born and raised, I guess, in Wyerton. But uh, I work for the township up here, so filling potholes in the summertime and driving a snowplow in the wintertime. Yeah. And uh, coaching hockey, I coach the U11 team up here in Shell Lake, one of the local league teams that my son apparently is now the goalie. He oh, he's switching he's to goalie, goalie on you, eh? Well, well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. He's, he's doing really good, actually, for just getting started. But, yeah, I've been doing that, and I I love every minute of it, like coaching the the younger kids. It's it's awesome to watch them, like how much better they get, how fast compared to, you know, when you get older and don't listen as well and everything else. Like yeah, the little I, guys soak it up. I do know. And uh, actually, while I was waiting for you in the shed here, I was doing some decorating of my shed. And I was putting up the pictures of my team last year, of the championship we won, of the different days we had, and all the other teams that I played with. Um, and I loved coaching those kids. And this year, I'm with the under nine local league gals. Um, so we're having a hoot. We've had one game. We got another one Thursday. And just having a time. And I like you're right. You see them get so much better. They can get better every ice time they're, they're improving. And it's wild to see them progress through a year. Oh yeah. And and then when you can get them like feeling like they're really on a team and like, then they love each other. And then that's when you're really doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. And then last year we had, we had a bunch of kids and then this year they, of course they all try out the next year for the rep team and a whole bunch of them made the rep team too so they were they were pretty pumped about that well that's that's cool well i guess i was gonna save it for talking with the guy later this week but i gotta tell the story right now since we're talking about the kids hockey around here is um i'm not the coach for my son this year i'm just i'm just a fan of the team and um and they were at a tournament uh they had a whatever they're one and one third game of the tournament um they're going into it having to win and um Zero zero all game. They actually were playing pretty brutal. They were awful. Tough to watch in a must-win game to not not be given it right. So I don't know if a tie is good enough. I have no idea if a tie gets us through. This is the last game of the round, Rob, and the other game's going on on the other side. And if the one team won, then we needed to win. And um they're rolling the three lines, and um it's zero zero. There's like a minute and a half left, and I'm freaking out. And I'm, I like turn around. I'm like, I don't even know if Ty helps us. And like, he's like, don't worry, man. We lost on the other side. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. So like, <laughs> that means a tie is okay. But five seconds left in this game, five seconds left. The other team puts the hand on the puck. The coach can pick anybody on the ice. He picks my son who has no idea that a tie is good enough. Um, he's going into a shot zero, zero, five seconds left <laughs> and, um, thinks he has to score to win the game. And I could tell he wanted the coach to pick him. I could tell he was super jacked up to take the shot. And you know, some guys don't want to be that guy, right? He wanted to be that guy and he went in and he scored and did a ridiculous celly, but I guess that's the time you can do it. Um, <laughs> so anyways, he does that. And I'm like, holy shit. So once um, I knew a tie was good enough, the stress was a little bit relieved and I took a video of it and I was a bit more relaxed. So then all this happens and I'm just like, holy shit. Like they're moving on. He just scores the goal, one nothing. 
And then I go to walk out of the arena and I'm looking at the video replaying it going, holy shit, did that just happen? And like my brain is scattered because it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and I walk up the stairs of the Tilsonburg arena and I literally walked right into the pane of glass. I missed the doors. There's, <laughs> there's two doors in the middle and I'm looking at my phone. I got the hat on backwards and I smashed right into the pane of glass on the left of the two doors. Like I wasn't even close to getting out the doors. And um, so this happened, I smash into it. Everybody's going out the arena. Only one guy right beside me sees it happen. And like, I thought I would have broke through the glass. I was walking that fast. I'm checking to see if my nose is broken, which it is like, bruised and anyways i thought it was broken i'm holding my nose he goes are you okay man i think he thought i was all messed up i was like that was a wild hockey game (laughs) and then i walk outside and all the parents have no idea i've just smashed into the glass and they all start talking about the penalty shot another dad when he scored celebrated so hard he pulled a muscle in his ribs (laughs) like in his rib cage he couldn't move the rest of the week so she was a wild weekend was there beers involved before the game here? Well, it, Bruce or? Cow, it was Bruce County, right? So, like, it was kind of, you know. But I, I, it was, I was just so distraught after this whole game and the penalty shot. I was look watching the video on my phone, and I literally walked right into the glass. But that's awesome. Yeah, these parents can get into her. So, shout out to you, Greg, for uh, you know pulling your muscle, celebrating the goal too. You know. <laughs> everybody's got to be pulling in the right direction you know <laughs> so anyways the little fellows won the tournament uh they won the semis yeah. um, and then they ended up pulling her out but wild times watching your little guy in a shootout with five seconds left like and you can't yeah, no doubt. do anything to help him and you just sit back and watch it's wild <laughs> okay no there's my story about my stuff for today okay i'll move on now sorry about that <laughs> so you're working for the town that's a good job there's a lot of guys around here that love that job oh, you know where'd you go you can't hear me what stop it you there yeah anyway so um you're not in wireton what i was gonna ask is i heard you played some old timers after senior a yeah so i i i tried the senior a thing the first year and i ended up getting hurt like bad like i separated my shoulder dislocated my shoulder my top of my what is that your humerus was like shoved down in my rib cage like I was I was mangled I got hit from behind it was ugly you got hit from behind yeah and I probably like I, I enjoyed it like I enjoyed the beers at practice the beers after the game but the actual on ice was a struggle because I couldn't I couldn't tone it down enough to like to walk the line kind of thing. Right. It was kind of tough. You, you could so only, next you year, could only play hockey one way and that was aggressively. Yeah. It was either, it was either all on or all off. So the next year I was like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Well, my brother who played pro for 10 years or whatever, he quits and comes back. So he's going to play senior ace. I'm like, well, got to play with fun, your brother right? one last year. Yeah. to play with him. So we played together and it was the same thing. Like we had some fun or whatever. And we went, well, Elkie beat us in the finals or whatever it was, the B finals or whatever he was coaching or, and uh, so then after that, I was like, I can't, 
I can't do this. Like my brain can't handle this. So then I said, well, there's the rec league, which is full of a bunch of young guys running around the ice, like crazy. I'm like, no, can't do that. So there's like a old timers league in wired. And that's like 35 and over. And we have so that. In I went and played there, yeah. went, went and played there with a bunch of my buddies. Oh, and Concordon, we went and played an exhibition game against Concordon. And do you know which team? I, was uh, it the old stars? The the go, old diggers? Yes. Old, I think it was the old stars, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we went to Concordon and we didn't have a whole bunch of guys. So we grabbed a few extra guys and we got in a fight. I didn't get in a fight. I was trying to prevent the fight, but there was a full on like drop the mitts away we go. And it's yeah, like and 35 plus. Yeah. T- yeah. I, I know. I know it can but, happen out there. Yeah. No. So I, I still do that. I just, we, our group of guys just has the ice and we just go for a skate now, but with, with the kids doing hockey and stuff. It's busy. Yeah. I have no time yeah. for skating myself. I got enough skating with the kids, which if anybody yeah. from Wyerton's listening, December, I booked the ice and I've got it out there. Now I'm doing two skills days to, my kids have no hockey through the holidays there with minor hockey. So I'm doing two skills days, Ripley arena, December 30th and 31st. So get in contact. If you want to come, you know, <laughs> there you go, but yeah. I'm doing it. Ripley arena, December 30th, and 31st. Okay. Poster picks. Did you get, no, did you get in any fights in old timers? Uh, no, not really. couple like dust ups. Grab, grab, like, yeah. And actually, not, the one not melee is just dust ups. <laughs> yeah, we were in a tournament. Oh, I don't know. This is going back a few years, and I had a guy by the throat, like picking him up off the ice, and then three or four years later, he got a job with the township. Right, and like we're working together, and it's like everyone. Of course, everybody but him and I are laughing about it. But yeah. <laughs> you guys got over it, right? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay. Poster picks. You're into fishing. There was some gigantic fish that you've caught. Was that on Lake Huron? Uh, some of them, yeah. And, and I didn't catch all those. The one couple of those my son caught. He's he's lucky when it comes to that stuff. Is that right? So you guys are yeah. into her. Is that what you is that a passion of yours? Yeah, I've done that forever. And then since I've been done hockey, I do it even more now. And so would it be out to Lake Huron that you'd usually go then from there? Uh, yeah, Lake Huron and then up here, like around Wired, there's all kinds of small lakes and stuff like inland lakes and that, but it's a nice area up there. Yeah. Uh, um, and you're also in uh, hunting where that was turkeys, right? Yeah. 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 My son, my son's really into that. He's just about old enough to be getting his own license. So yeah, he's, he's pretty passionate about that stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, a lot of guys are into that around here. Um, and then is that your daughter is into track? Uh, no, it's lacrosse. She plays lacrosse out Owen Sound. She's well this year, coming year she'll be U nineteen. So she's oh. uh, she's into that pretty hardcore. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, there was one where you're hitting a guy very very hard. That guy was flying <laughs> through the air, eh? Probably, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was a melee, a picture on your poster. Um, you're in a green jersey. It looks like a guy's still trying to hold on to you while he's on the ground with the linesman in the way. Yeah. Full melee there? Yeah, there. I've, I've been in a few of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's the <laughs> toughest guy you fought? 
probably Cam Jansen or Brian McGratton. Hmm. They got to be both EIHL guys for our yeah. fan base. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 big guys. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. Uh, Steve McIntyre too. That was another guy that. How did you fare against those guys? Not terrible. Well, the I was listening to your one with uh, Rod there earlier, and he brought up the fact that he called me to get some retribution for him, and I was concussed. Well, that was from Cam Jansen. Oh, yeah. yeah he, my knees buckled and did he the Bambi on Mason. I got back up, kept swinging, but I didn't know where I was. Really? Um, he got one of my buddies real bad in Cardiff and he didn't play hockey for months and ended up being his last year of hockey. And, but he was planning on it, but yeah, my buddy, like he couldn't even turn on the lights for months because of Cam Jansen. Yeah, no, I, I was just the, whatever the five days, like I, yeah. I didn't have. Ill yeah. Effects. Not the full one, not the real bad ones. They're tough, man. When you hear about what some guys go through from concussions, it's brutal. Yeah. And then yeah, even after the fact, like years, you know, years later, guys struggle with some stuff and it's yeah, scary. It is. I know. Um, okay. So what else do I got then? And then the one picture is an NHL photo, right? That's like your training camp photo. Is that the Atlanta Thrashers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I went, uh, I went to camp, like I signed there and went to camp one year. Cause the second year of my contract was the lockout year. So, that jams everybody like up. A, yeah, they had a shortened like training camp, and by then it was all set. So I just went to uh, the American League. But yeah, I played played an exhibition game, which was was pretty cool thing to do. And it was in London, Ontario, so family and everybody got to go see that. So, Is that right? And um, you who'd you play? Toronto. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia played Atlanta in London. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It did at the time, I guess. I don't know. It it's really cool. Well, it, that's cool that that happened so your family and friends could come. Yeah. Right. Because we went there and then we went to, we played Montreal or something the next night, but I didn't play. Okay. Um, well, that's really cool. I went to one training camp. I never got to play game. I got to stay for exactly 48 hours and they said, kindly leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, went, I went to three. I went to Montreal. And that, or sorry, I went to, yeah, I went to Montreal the first one, and then Boston after that, which was pretty cool because that's when Joe Thornton and like Samsonov was there, like some pretty good hockey players. It was kind of neat to be out there with them. Well, what's the sure. one like being from Wyerton, right? Small town boys, you don't get to see all those NHL stars in real life very often. So, what was it like your first time go walking into NHL training camp? Uh. It, it's like I said, it's, you're kind of like, you're, you're contemplating whether you're asking for an autograph or whether you're going to stick the guy in the corner. Right. Like it's kind of, <laughs> you're, it's a toss up what you're, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But like a guy like Joe Thornton. I think is, you're, I, mean, I think for yourself, you do both. <laughs> yeah. Pro, yeah. And it's just the order, right. It's which I'd get the autograph first. <laughs> Yeah. especially if but you're going to stick he, in the training yeah. camp and he's a vet <laughs> yeah and he like he was awesome like all the all the young guys that you know we knew that you know we were just there like he 
oh, what are you guys doing for lunch today? I, I don't know, like Subway or whatever. And he's like, nope, you're with me. You just take, you know, a handful of guys out and take care of us all day. It's, it's, he's a pretty awesome guy. That That is awesome. It's great hearing stories about that, right? Because there are some guys that make all the millions that aren't like that yeah, at all. 100%. 100% there is, yeah. And then there's great dudes that you're like, geez, you know, like – He's almost as good as that guy, and he's a way better person. I wish he a, would. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of the times that the, I mean, I didn't spend a whole lot of time around those guys, but the, the ones you did, like a lot of them that were, like that, like established, like superstars, like for the most part, they were all really good to the bottom end guys because we weren't a threat, right? Like you're, not, I'm not going to go. It's the guys that you were a threat to. They that were, were they like could be dickheads. Ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Real yeah, dickheads. Yeah. Absolutely. I wasn't really a threat to anybody when I went to Columbus. Everybody's pretty <laughs> nice to me, but the HL, not as much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys in the American league that are, I mean, I don't know what it's like now. It's, it's a little bit different, right? Cause now they're even younger. More or less you're, you're younger and it's, you're all the, like in the farm system, right? Where when I was there, or when you were there, it was, you had those old guys that were, you know, great. And then you had some older guys that were miserable because they never got a shot and they were pissed off that everybody that did get a shot, you know, like. Right. And they, they, but they, and they were still making a good living in the AHL, man. Some of those vets were making some, some cash back in the day. And it's too bad. It's not like, you know, as a, as a hockey player, like a minor pro hockey player, it's too bad that it's, it's gone that way, right? Because there's well, a lot and of guys. I, and I think a that... lot of it's the teams trying to figure out ways to not pay people that yeah. they that they make these rules that the kids have to be so young and that you can't have vets and you can't have vets and you can't have vets. It's like, well, how do you ever get that long of careers anymore if there can't be? Any and it's vets? not you don't learn you don't learn the game from your coaches alone, right? Like those guys. You know, if you got a defenseman that's played in the American League for ten or twelve years, all those young guys need him to, you know, kind of show, show them, the, them the way. Yeah, and not yeah. even at the rink, like away from the rink, right? But the, the more you realize, it's like, well, the AHL, they could, they'll have, each team kind of tries to probably have one of those guys, right? And yeah. they can't afford to have more than that. Where I remember when I went to Syracuse, man, you were allowed to play six vets, and there was a lot of games. We had six vets and we also had three healthy scratch vets waiting yeah. in the wings and they all played big minutes. It was not about developing young guys. <laughs> no. So. No, it's, and it, I mean, there has to be a balance there, but I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of guys that deserve to be playing that, you know, got that shuffled could, out got, because get, they get, were just. Get pushed out of the game just based on the rules. Yeah, just, yeah, just because they played too many games, and they're and they're hockey guys that that they they're good enough that it should be their job, and they just can't find Absolutely. anywhere to play anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeez, we should get into more positive stuff. Okay, <laughs> growing up in Wyerton, that is a famous town, though, eh? Because of that gosh down dang oh, groundhog. Don't even, don't even fucking start with that. I'm not even gonna bring up the groundhog. No, because when I went when I when I played with the Highlanders, right? So that's. All of Gray Bruce, there's guys and everybody. I remember, Wyatt. man, coming to Wyerton so, or something for a game with Guelph, and we were supposed to play, and we couldn't even get near the arena. So we, we, the one year that I played, I can remember the the groundhog died. Oh, dear. so like all the guys were like just giving it to me, like sympathy cards and buying. It's like leave me because of the like, groundhog. They, they yeah, were giving like, you sympathy cards. 
Yeah, like being assholes, right? Like thinking it's funny, and it's like it's a fucking groundhog. Like I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> it makes big decisions around here, man. <laughs> Apparently, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. So I guess folks in the UK that is mainly who listens to us. Seventy percent of the listeners are from the UK. <laughs> um, no, yeah. but anyways, is uh, the groundhog? They don't have a groundhog over there. Wow. <laughs> They maybe they probably listen to our groundhog in Wyerton, right? Isn't he yeah. worldwide? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he comes out right a certain day of the year, and then if he runs back into the hut, he it's winter longer, and if he stays out, it's summer sooner, right? <laughs> Something I I've been living like abroad a long time. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Is that right? No, it's, it doesn't matter. It's six weeks. It's either six more weeks of winter or six weeks till spring. It's the same thing. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. I thought he I made can't a believe decision that, of some kind. I can't believe you invited me on here and we're talking about this groundhog. <laughs> Are you upset in the shed? I don't <laughs> want people upset in the shed. <laughs> I want you to have fun. Okay, what's okay. what's next on your list? <laughs> Not, what's his name, Willie? <laughs> It's Willie, yeah. Yeah, Willie, sorry. Move it on. It's like our it's like our sap fest, the maple syrup in Elmira, you know? Big day. All the locals get all juiced up that day. I don't know what you guys do, but that's what we do on the maple syrup festival. Have a rec hockey tournament and get in fights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you grew up in Wyerton, you get into hockey. So then isn't that our age, like 83s? Is that not like when the Highlanders are just getting started? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't, I think they had a, maybe a year or two before I went down and played. And then I never, like my parents had no, like, it might be different now, but like, we never, like my dad would have never thought to do that because it's so much more money and time and the whole thing. Right. Like it, I only played, I played minor minor bantam and major bantam maybe i think i remember playing against you and you were a bully but um i remember like the highlanders it wasn't easy for people's travel and stuff and it's not easy now like for if my son wants to go triple a he would should be a gray bruce highlander but they don't even have a 2012 team yeah i know they like even then i don't know if they had teams all the time but i only played i only played one year and then the the second year I played, I played with the junior C team in Wyerton too at 14 and 15 years old. So <laughs> that, in junior that's C. That's where I became a bully, I guess. I don't know. Well, you can't be a bully at 14 and 15 against 20 year olds, can you? No, I, I always had, I had some pretty mean, nasty line mates that babysat me. And you're playing junior C, so are you playing like Fergus and like uh yeah king carden had it like king carden right walkerton yeah and you're fighting away at 14 15 against i know i didn't i never fought then not not junior c no those were like 21 year olds well so here's an interesting one was so my son was asked to get ap'd with the under 13 team here in town and um he's little like myself and then I watched the under 13 team play. And man, there's dudes with mustaches and they're huge. 
And like, <laughs> I, I hope he gets out there to play a game just so I could get a couple photos of him with the big guys. Cause it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, but now they're, they've changed all that right now. There's no hitting in that. So it's right. It's, it creates a monster when they get to ban them and they can hit. And those kids with mustaches. I think, I think it's bigger. absurd that they wait longer to teach people how to use their bodies and hit each other. Yeah. Like when we started, it was in peewee, right? Or whatever that is now. You And if you played it, spring it hockey, if it was spring hockey, you could, you got to like hit as soon as major Adam was over, right? As soon as under 11 was over, you're hitting. And instead of moving it up, they should have moved it back that, the other way. I think they should start right it. away. Just muck yep. it up right away and learn how to get hit and be hit. And, and, but then tear it that the good players who play the good players and the kids that can't skate are with the kids that can't skate. And then, yeah let everybody hit each other. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I watched the Bantam game in town here last year in the silver stick and those kids were getting hit so hard. I couldn't believe it. Like it was nuts how hard I saw some hits. They were the biggest hits I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Right. So you played junior B for the Owen sound grays and, uh, Small world here. My under 11 AE co-coach with me last year led the league in scoring with you, Ryan Dudgeon. Yeah, played with Dudgeon, yeah. yeah. He was fun to we watch. A, we had a hell of a season together as coaches together last year. We had a blast with those kids. So oh yeah. Yeah. And he, he was episode 37. Yeah, I seen that too. That's why I said there's a whole bunch of names on there that I played with or against or whatever. But so you had 158 penalty minutes that year, and you would have been like 15, 16 years old, eh? Yeah. And you had already been doing it in junior C. Jeepers. Uh, so you you were a big kid, though, right? You were huge at 13, 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I remember, actually. Yeah. Taller than average, yeah. So then when do you – you got drafted to the Ottawa 67s. How high do you get drafted? And what year? Because uh, that's when the Bantam draft started. Yeah. So I literally was the last pick of the first year, the very last pick of the draft. I went to Brampton. And then the next year, they had like five more rounds of our age group or something, right? But w- you would have gone the first year, right? I went, yeah, because they they had two drafts, right? The first. Because like Rodney got drafted like the next year, right? Yeah. But he was an 83 too. Yeah, I got drafted, yeah, the year before him. So I got mm-hmm. drafted in the fourth round of the yeah Bantam draft. So that draft, I would have been an eighth rounder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we, like, so I went to camp and everything, but we weren't, like, I wasn't eligible to play because it was like you you could have two underage kids or whatever. I think that's still the way it was. Like, you could have two, two underage yeah. Bantam players playing or whatever, but we went down to training camp and did that, and then the next year was... So how was it moving from uh, from home from Wyerton, right? You would have moved, lived at home playing junior B yep. and all that. So then you're yep. moving to Ottawa. Were you ready for that? Uh, I I never had. Like, I don't think I had any issues with it. Like my my billets down there were awesome, and like I know you've heard Rod talk about it. Like that whole organization is amazing. Like every everything. Like the <clears throat> like I said, the billets that I had were great. The all the staff at the like the arena and everything like it's uh it was just a top end organization yeah yeah and then you know maybe not at 16 did you realize it but by the time you're gone there 
like you realize and then going on to play pro that you've been treated like a pro since you were 15. Wow. And then there's something and they, you know, they gave you some leash if you were, you know, like you go out and party and carry on and do all that stuff. And as long as you showed up to the rink the next day, whether you were still in your suit from the night before or not, and you played hard, practiced hard, there was never any problems. Well, that's cool. And then if you didn't, then you'd be in trouble. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You have to play good. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so you guys win it your first year, though. Your rookie year is when you win it. Yeah. So my my first year there, I was there till like I I played with the team or whatever the first half a dozen games, and then I got sent down and played tier two. Where's that? The majority of the year. What's yeah. that? Is that in Ottawa then? Yeah, I played, I stayed in Ottawa. Yeah, the Ottawa Junior Senators. I think they still have a team, but um, so I got sent down and played there. But like I said about how the organization was, the the road trip that <clears throat> they take to come up to play Owen Sound, they made sure that, you know, I got to come up and play and 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 do that loop to come home. So that's, that's a, cool. You know, it's something that they and didn't that have means to something do. something to you, right? Like that's what that when you when you're talking about a great organization, the little things that other organizations don't think about. Yeah, like something like that taking you so you can swing home, see parents, see family, yeah. see friends. That means the world to a player. That makes you willing to do more for the organization, right? And then even too, like in the playoffs, like like uh, Rod said there, like we flew to a lot of games, which I mean, that that's somewhat unheard of. And then for me, like I was there, but I wasn't really there, but anytime that my, like the tier two team wasn't playing, you know, they made sure that I was going and, you know, like in the finals, we were done. Like my, the tier two team was done. So I got to go down to like the games in Plymouth and then obviously went to uh, the Memorial cup with them too. Um. So, yeah, I saw that. So you won, or you're in the Memorial cup and you played two games. Yeah. Yeah. We, unfortunately, like, again, what Rod said, uh, we had some injuries and our a kid from Russia got hurt. If I remember correctly. And Joe Talbot got hurt. And that's a, that's a pretty big hole for. He was your leading scorer, right? Little. Yeah. Joe and I played a slightly different game. So with him <laughs> out and me in, it wasn't, wasn't quite, quite the fill that they needed. <laughs> um uh, the ohl though like the top bad guys on each team are really like there's some top bad guys right that really change oh, games yeah. you go to the memorial cup without the the top bad guys that's a tough bounce yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. um so anyways did you guys floor it after you won the ohl though were you around for it were you there for that oh yeah yeah, yeah i was there for that yeah yeah that's it was good a good stuff. time okay i was so just wondering um okay so then you're four years, no, three and a half years in Ottawa. Everything was great. You had a great time. You win it the first year, the next two years. So the second year, though, is when you really become, I would say, like a force, right? Not is that when you're playing with Rodney? You got a hundred, or where am I at here? I can't even find it. There it is. Two hundred and five penalty minutes in fifty games. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I didn't play the last fourteen because I got suspended for. What what you do? For, well, there was a line like then it was touch icing, right? So oh. we were playing Brampton, and the defenseman went back and touched the puck, and our underage 
player labeled him like crushed him. So it was a line brawl from behind the going I, into the end wall. Yeah. Like it wasn't from behind, but it was like, it was a hard hit on touch. So the guy I got lined up with, he dropped his gloves. I dropped my gloves. And when it was all over, he was hurt out cold. And <laughs> they said that it was a vicious attack. But as far as I know, if your gloves are off, that means you're fighting. Yeah. You're a willing combatant, but that's not how Mr. Branch seen it. <laughs> did you just go too long or like did... um, no i don't think so i didn't i don't know yeah well, i'm innocent remember i don't do anything wrong no it's not your fault <laughs> yeah it's not my fault but if the other guy dropped his gloves and he's not ready to go it's one thing but and, like, he was, and it wasn't like i'm thinking little, like, like yeah like if you punch him but he's out cold but then you keep punching him that's what i'm no, 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 no. <laughs> so no yeah. no I wasn't, you, you no, hit I wasn't him like... he went out cold and that that's fighting and he lost right yeah that's right yeah. sorry i shouldn't laugh i'm sure you know right but it happens yeah but i i had quite a few fights that year yeah um and that's year two there um that year you're playing forward or defense uh, forward. I played. I played mostly forward when I was there. Did you? Yeah. And when did you play D? Uh, I played defense in in junior B and junior C. I probably played. I think I played a little bit of both when I played on the tier two team. But like, how much did you fight there when you were trying? You wanted to be in the OHL so bad. You wanted to be playing for the sixty sevens. How much were you fighting in tier two, or were you just? Not really, because it was kind of like a, you know, go work on your game. We know that, you know, that's not a part you really need too much work on. And right. for the most part, you know, word spread pretty fast. Like, I think there was seven teams there that we played. And, like, eventually it was, you know, I didn't have to do it anymore. There was nobody to that really bothered me too much. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so then year three, um, you start putting up a little bit of numbers, but in uh, 15 playoff games, you have eight points. So you guys are pretty good for the all three, three of those years. You win it. Then you're two years. You're really a player and playing and putting up penalty mitts and whatnot. You guys are good every year. eh? you're getting at least a second, third round here. Yeah. They, I mean, they always, Ottawa always had, Teams. You know, pretty good teams, and they always found a way to get those guys that they were the London you know, like, back in the day, right? Yeah, like we had like Matt Foy and, and Corey Locke, and Corey Locke was drafted to Ottawa and started there, you know, at young and played. And then a guy like Matt Foy, they they draft him, he goes to the States, and it works out that he comes back. They did that with him. Uh Carter, Travis Sandy did the same thing. Like they always find these guys that you know, they were they, gonna go to the NCAA yeah. and they get them to come back and they're a diamond in the rough, you could say. Yeah. And like trade like trades like I mean in junior, right? There's not a whole lot of trades, but the trades they made worked out, you know, most of the time. And we had and I and I think it too, like guys I think it's the character people to, you had though on your team. Cause I won't. met some of the guys that like were Rodney's buddies and Rodney raves of everybody there. I know mm -hmm. who Rodney Bauman is. Rodney Bauman's one of the best people going. Like he's Absolutely. a firefighter. He's he, him around kids and like everybody. He's literally, he's one of the best people in the world. And 
he's raving about the people there that I know they're recruiting the right people. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's it too. Right. Like we, if, if you get down to it, like you want to be there, right? Like some guys go away and they're miserable or the and, and, and they go, they're homesick and they're not having that much fun. Yeah. You won't talk to a guy. I mean, I, I don't know. I know things, the junior hockey world's a lot different than it was then, but from our era or prior to our era and probably a few years after Rod and I were there, you, you won't talk to anybody that played there that, didn't have a good time like it was and happy hockey players play better and they win more and that's why ottawa does well right and then going on to play pro for 10 12 years it that was the same thing like it was you were treated like a pro hockey player except you were 17 and had zero responsibilities (laughs) other than to show up and play good for me, I thought it was a real eye-opener. Like, in the NCAA, they'd get you any stick you want, any helmet, any gloves, any skates. They'd get you whatever you wanted. You'd have beautiful locker rooms. You'd have all these nice Under Armour-like clothes. You'd have all the stuff you'd get given. And then you get to pro, and, man, it, to get anything was like pulling teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the places in the – like the – Central Hockey League and stuff like that. Like I remember playing guys and they'd be like, Hey, like you guys, you guys get your new skates for the year. It's like, and I, well, I never had any problem anywhere I played, you know, was good. Right. But I remember talking to guys and they'd be like, like, I need, I need a pair of skates. Like, how do I get a pair of skates? Like our, our team's not buying us skates this year. And like the guys duct taping his skates on. And those are the and like some of these guys are, talking to are defunct. Yeah. A lot of those teams are defunct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Tits up. You could call them. That's they're on their way to being tits up <laughs> Yeah, when you're not getting skates like the Daytona beach bombers of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, okay. So a couple memorable guys, which I'm curious how your personalities would have meshed. Okay. Cause Zed and Konopka was one alpha male. <laughs> I played with him in the AHL. And he played with a broken hand and our team was pretty well out of the playoffs and he was going to play with a broken wrist for weeks just to try and help the team get into the playoffs. He he was the captain and he was an absolute animal. (laughs) You, you're not going to, there's no stopping him. It didn't matter. No, we were playing, playing rebound at the end of practice. And like, if, the goalie took a shot off. Like he would lose it. Like there's everything he did was 110%. And I, and he I made everybody Ron, accountable. Like if yeah, anybody heard, took a second off. Yeah. I heard Rod telling the story of the wrestling match and that is hundred percent true. Like, so absolutely. everybody doesn't listen to every episode though. Right. So you guys had like a sumo wrestling match. He, in they the drew an room, octagon. Right? They taped an octagon on the floor and told like Zenon told Rod and I that we were <laughs> wrestling and Rod threw him like back into an exercise bike and he split his head open and had to go to the hospital. And John Zion, his partner in crime, uh, I think it had to have been that year too. He cut his hand horsing around in the dressing room and a skate fell off. Like, you know, you hang your gear up, a skate fell off and sliced his hand. Here's our top defenseman with half a hand he didn't cut it off but it was 
it was a pretty good gash. Same thing, like would have been wrestling, and he had wrestling. like Zenon had a, like I under I I get it wrestling, but like why so Zenon, does Zenon want to? Why would like because I'm assuming he's one of the top players, and you guys are the younger guys on the team, so, the big so fellas Zenon that are coming up, in. Why Zenon is he trying to wrestle points, you? But he put up points, like he was one of our top players or whatever yeah like his overage year like he points wise but like he didn't score pretty goals like he like no. it would go off his face like he didn't care like he I, there's no I, yeah i saw him no play. stopping him animal <laughs> absolutely like he used to so in the playoffs he had this thing to get everybody all jacked up he would come in and like like a rock concert, I guess, or whatever, listening to like Twisted Sister as loud as it could go and like biting the head off of like raw fish and like just like absolute craziness. <laughs> and so for the people that like are like, oh, I know who that is. He played in the NHL and got like two, th- he got a few shifts a game or whatever. You've never seen him play. When you see him play first line center in the AHL as the captain of the team, that is watching him play hockey. And that's him leading a team. When he was in the NHL, he'd get the odd shift and go out there and fight and try and get the guys going play like he did. But when you get to see him like every other shift, the whole game doing it, that's him giving her and man it was something to see especially with a broken wrist <laughs> and he, he i mean he did it all like penalty kill power play like lay down and block shots like it, everything i know I like know. you like you said his like they'd have to cut his arm off for him not to play yes yeah like literally I'm actually like, yes yeah and, and even and then, and then it, that like and then when you got a guy like that on your team and someone's trying to sit out because of this or that you're like well he's playing yeah. with a broken wrist so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there's no quitting him um and then i guess um this like i don't i don't really know him i played against um he was with idaho and beat us for the championship when i was with daytona beach um he was the reason they won that series. He was the best player in the final series was Lance Galbraith, who has since passed since Rodney and I chatted. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, another guy, like a, a legend in, in Ottawa and this, and the same, almost the same player as then. And obviously a little smaller, a little more rat like, but same thing. You couldn't tell him, no, if he was going to do it, he was going to do it. And it was all on, will like not he not gave a lot her. of skill but man when we got to the finals that season and it was Dayton against Idaho that guy's will and determination man like he was the best player in that series and that sucks so. I played against him well it would have been quite a few he was in uh Fort Worth I think in the Central League for half a season or for part of a season or whatever and like the guy He'd weigh 160 pounds soaking wet, and like he he just he would gave fight her. me. Yeah. yeah, like he'd try and fight me. It's like he would fight you. He would have, yeah. And it's like go away. Like this isn't going to end for you well. But he right. But he would do anything. He, he would, would do anything. Anything. Um. And yeah, like and the re- another way I knew him was the story was like in that final series, him and Z were having they were up on some wherever I saw them in Idaho 
And that's where like, he wouldn't talk to me because we're going into the final series or whatever. But then I hear that guy passes, man. He was a competitor. He was a gamer. He was a hockey guy. And I have no idea what the story is. I have no idea what happened, but I do know that a lot of guys that are true hockey guys that love it, that would do anything, have a very difficult time getting out of the sport. And I am, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it happens every day, unfortunately, like the, uh, you always hear guys struggling and stuff. He, Lance was one of a kind and he played there. Like I knew, I knew about Lance prior to going there because my cousin Dave Bell played in Ottawa for four years. So he, Dave would have been an overager when Lance came in as a rookie. And like, I remember him telling stories, oh, that like this guy's still there and he's, he's crazy. Like <laughs> he's, he's he'll memorable. have some stories. But, oh yeah, for sure. He's, he's unforgettable. That's for sure. Um, and okay. Yeah. So rest in peace, man. Like that guy's a competitor. That guy was a gamer. Um, yeah. but okay. Moving on though, you, you are established, right? You're year three, you get eight points of 15 playoff games and you, the next year, two games into the season, they trade your ass to your hometown, the Owen Sound Attack. Yeah. Did you want to so, go? Did you ask? Uh, for it? Well, it was kind of so what happened was like the year before, I had a good year, I had a good playoff. We lost to Kitchener. I scored a game winner in overtime. The one game we won, if you can believe it, I was on the ice and scored. Scott Shepard. Scott Shepard. I know Scott Shepard. Buried it. And then we lost after that. <laughs> but anyway, so the next year, I left and went to Boston's training camp. Where was Scott Shepard from? Uh, He's from around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somewhere this way. Yeah. Ottawa was recruiting guys from our area back in those days, eh? Yeah, must be something in the water. Ah, I think there's just good folks around here, you know? <laughs> but I went, so I went to Boston's, I went to Boston's camp and had a, had a pretty good camp or whatever. And then I went to Providence and stayed there for just, just before the season started. So they had already talked to the guys like in Ottawa, like Rod and Albiani and Mitsu, I think. So I come back and I, I stayed for two games. Like I, I played a couple Stop games. Stop tapping that with your hands down there. Don't tap it anymore. Get your hands away from your tally whacker. <laughs> hands up. <laughs> anyway, I get so I get called in and they're like, we've, you know, we've talked to these other guys and that's that's who we're going with. And so Kill Ray being the stand-up guy that he is, it was like, okay, here's your options. And he laid it out a few teams and he wasn't gonna send me anywhere in the east, obviously, because he didn't want me to beat up on Rodney too badly. So Right. He wasn't going to send me there, but Guelph was an option in Owen Sound. And I picked Owen Sound. My brother was playing there at the time. He was a, he was a rookie that year. So there was that. And then I f- figured I was going to have some options at pro of some kind. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll go home for one more year. And the hockey side of it, it, it didn't pan out because Guelph went on to win the Memorial Cup. Is that and, them? Is yeah, all... Cam, that's Cam with like Dustin. Is that with like Dustin Brown and Cam Jansen went from Windsor or went to yes, went went from Windsor to Guelph and won it. 
with them. Mm-hmm. And I went to Watson and it, it, the hockey side of it was, I mean, I had a good year or whatever, but you did have a good year though. I went, uh, it was a little bit different, small town. Like it, I mean, it's hometown, but it was a, a big shock as far as going from Ottawa to one sound and just the way things are ran were obviously different, but the one obviously good thing is I met my wife when I went back there. Oh, there you go. That's keep your hands away from the table. I said, stop playing with your tally whacker. Um, but your last year though. So you met your wife that season. I haven't heard a love story in a while. How'd you meet her? So I being an old rager, I was, I wasn't doing school. Like I was out of high school. And uh, I was doing some a little bit, a few courses on call like college courses, and then they had a. She ran a boys group through the children's aid where they'd take them, you know, bowling or to ball, like doing activities or whatever. And they wanted volunteers, so I wasn't doing anything, so I volunteered, and the rest is history. Wow, that's good of you, man. That that's what you do with your spare time. There's a lot of other dudes that be doing a lot of other things other than but helping. I out was kids. a good guy to go the first time, and then after that, it was because it was because it was because girl this gal, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now you've made children and whatnot, eh? Yeah. So I have. There you go. That that's uh-huh. why you volunteer, right, folks? That's right. Yeah, that's right. If for nothing else, you might need a hot chick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get married. Um, yeah. some of the guys on your team that year though, just to keep it light here is, uh, Dan LaCosta was my, uh, hotel roommate in the AHL when I was yeah. there very briefly goalie, also a Cardiff devil, Patrick Jarrett played against him in the second league of Germany. He was always with Dresden ran a muck with this Finnish fella, Sammy guy. They did some plays on the power play. I thought were really neat, but. I'd have to get them in the shed to talk about it. And then you also had Mark Giordano on that team. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was an overage rookie. If you can believe it now, if you watch him. Did you, you say know, what? An overage he, rookie? He came to Owen Sound that year and he was an overage and it was his first year in the OHL. He had played in, played tier two and George. So he was pretty well, almost out of hockey. He was, he was there and he like, he went undrafted and, so and he didn't so go he to did the NCAA. What's that? He didn't go to the NCAA. Like if once you're an overager, you'd think you'd be going to the NCAA by then. He somehow he they got him to come to Owen Sound, and he was, I mean, he was their best defenseman. But he did. He got undrafted in the NHL. He did get drafted, however, to the United Hockey League with me. We both got <laughs> drafted at the end of our overage year to the United Hockey League. I went in the first round. So I am nice. a first round. You are a first rounder. Yeah. I just don't add any letters after the fact. Research but, team didn't find that. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I went, I went to Port Huron because my cousin was playing there. So I ended up going and Giordano didn't. And that's where our careers went in opposite directions. I think that, yeah, <laughs> that, well, he I made the right choice. That's just a, yeah. Good decision. Good decision. Um, so you go there for four regular season games and seven playoff games. See how good my research team is? Yeah. Um, on the Port Huron Beacons. So you're just crossing the border into the U.S. then. Yeah. You're living there then for the stint? Yeah, I went, like I said, my cousin there, Dave Bell, was playing there. So he he had a room in his apartment. So I lived there for whatever it was, a month and a half or two months. 
So the one name that stuck out for the research team, his last name was Gretzky, Brent Gretzky. Yeah, Brent Gretzky. 43 goals in 61 games played. Was he pretty good then? He he was good. He had lots of talent, especially at that level. And there, like there was some for me going in there as the young guy. Like as far as minor pro, like Jason Firth was there, who's a minor pro legend. He played. He might at one time he was the all time points. I think for like all of minor pro and. Isn't that There's wild that the guy with the last name Gretzky is one of the best players though, too, though? Like yeah. he was one of the best players and like, he doesn't get any sniffs. And it's like a lot of times in hockey, it's who, you know, and it's like, well, with that last name, you think <laughs> yeah. you'd get some breaks. You'd think you would, but yeah, he was, a he, he was like a, a minor pro legend. He was, I mean, he went and played in Danbury, which is legendary in the minor the thrashers or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there was a there was a lot of guys there that like that was that was an older league, right? Like if the East Coast was younger guys. And you those are the leagues that they're like there's for a lot of shed guys are guys that are hockey guys that like, you know, maybe for life decisions, maybe we should have stopped playing five years earlier or whatever to get into whatever we were gonna get into. Maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we had a great time and we have tons of memories, right? But if these leagues don't exist and there aren't the jobs, there's way less guys out there getting to do what they love and getting paid for it. The UHL, the Central Hockey League, like these were leagues where guys were getting their mortgages paid and they're also getting a little, yeah. some tickles. So that, on, like you that know? team in Port Huron and the teams that I played against in that league, the next, like, so the next year I go to the coast in uh, Gwinnett, the, those United Hockey League teams would would win nine out of ten games against an East Coast team because they were Veterans. they were older, yeah. maybe a little wiser. Like, like the game, like they they played the game a lot better, right? Like the passing and the set, like the yeah. system wise was they're smarter way, players, yeah. and yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, yeah, the Kalamazoo K Wings when I was there were at the U Hall, and like there were guys that were vets playing there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, pro options after that, though. You go there, you play seven games of playoffs, four regular season games. What was your role? You fight a bit. And then, like, do you think that helps your pro options go in there? Uh, I didn't really. I, did I, don't, you know an it, agent, I don't know. Did you have an agent it, telling you what to do? Uh, I didn't really know, not at that time, but I don't know. I didn't. I might've gotten a fight when I was there, but I didn't like, that wasn't my role. Like there was guys, to we had that. a guy there, uh, Ken Fells, who was a lot tougher than I was at that time for sure. So there, that wasn't my job when I was there. I just Ken went, I think Fels. I actually, and I went back, I went back and played defense there actually when I was playing there. Really? How yeah. many of your buddies have you fought? Uh, do you do you enjoy fighting your friends? Because you've had no. to have mucked around with your friends. Uh, a few times. Not really. Like I, a couple guys that I maybe I fought and then played with after. 
never really. So if you would have gone back to play Ottawa and got traded to the East, would you have fought Rodney Bauman? I. It's fun to talk about now, isn't it? (laughs) Probably not. Like probably not at like in that, at that stage of. I would have enjoyed watching that fight back in the day. Yeah. But I mean, and if we did, right, it would have been, because I know one story when I was there, uh, David Silverstone, he played in Belleville. We fought every every game, every single game, <laughs> twice a game, like just just like some, one time we fought. We didn't the game didn't even drop the puck. We got in a fight at the opening faceoff. Like we're doing this, yep. Well, the ref faked us out. We dropped the gloves. We started fighting. The linesmen come in. We can't figure out why. Well, they throw us out because we fought before, before the puck the, dropped, uh, and the ref dropped it. He tricked you. So, and so you think we, the fans paid all their money to come watch him drop the puck? What a punch. So we go punk. so we go off. And in Ottawa, you go off at the same door, right? So we go off. I come back out and he's standing in the hallway. I'm like, what like what did they what did they give us? Like, why are we kicked out? He's like, I don't know, game suspension or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like game misconduct. Well, so I shower up, come back outside. He's still standing there. I'm like, all right, well. We might as well enjoy the game. So up to the owner's box we go, him and I having beers after. Like, no that's big cool. deal. That's and that's cool. And that's kind of like the they it, in the UK they call it like the rugby atmosphere, right? You go out there, you battle, you give her, you do your job, and then everybody enjoys a beer and hangs out together after both teams. It's kind of like playing senior A. I don't know what it was like with you out there mucking around. But like you play senior A and then usually both teams can, depending on how the game went, go out to the beer garden and then yep. like have a couple pops together. Yeah, usually, yeah. Usually. Usually, but sometimes there can be some dust ups, right? <laughs> In senior A. I've seen them. Yeah. They happen. Um, but no, that's cool when you can do that. That you so how many how many guys are like that that you fought like all the time, just kept fighting each other? We like I fought like different years, right? You'd get the same guy, they'd be in the same division, and you, you know, you just knew that it was. Because I mean, I went certain times I played, it was you know me and another guy, and we'd flip a coin to who was starting the game because you knew that they were starting whoever it was, and it was game on, and <laughs> away you go. <laughs> uh, but you enjoy fighting, right? Uh, yes and no. Like there was, I mean, there's nobody likes getting punched in the head. That's for sure. But you put up 310 penalty minutes in the central hockey league. Um, some people would say, (laughs) but like (laughs) some people would say like, I got to get paid more to do this. I got to get paid more to do that. Right. There's some guys that don't even want to block shots. And it's like, you're you're fighting everybody and doing anything for the team, right? And that's in the Central Hockey League. You gotta kind of like it. I mean, it's it'd be better than what I was looking for, like what I was gonna do in the summertime, right? Like, yeah, it's either slug concrete for a living or or have hockey. some fun play hockey. Yeah, and there's they no say play hockey, right? Living. And they say go yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Play hockey or go to work. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Okay. So then um, you do sign the deal with Atlanta? Two-year yeah, deal? Yeah, so my first... How does this the, work? My first year, I signed with Chicago in the American League. 
So okay. a two-way between Chicago and Gwinnett. Gwinnett. And then the next year I signed with Atlanta. And like a two-way between Atlanta and Chicago. And then I played 90% of the year in Gwinnett. Right. So in, in two the, years in the East Coast, you got over 500 penalty minutes. Right. I, I Yeah, I fought a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is it at the point where you're like, I got to like, are you fighting to try and work your way up? Or are you fighting because you think that's what the team needs or you just like it? <laughs> Uh, I would say combination of all three. Like, yeah, not so I, I much knew you were going to say that like when you say, when you say to like it, like it's not right. Like but, if I, I knew that it was part of my game and if I didn't do it, then I probably wouldn't have had a job as long as I did. Right. Oh yeah. If you have so, a skill set and talents and you're not using them and not doing them effectively, you no longer have a job. I agree. And did I focus on that part of my game a little too much in hindsight? Yeah, probably. Well, and what's interesting is I remember and like, gosh, I guess it's Bantam. You're saying you played AAA for the Grey Bruce Highlanders. You were a force out there. And this is what I'm going to get into, though, is you were a force out there that you could score. You were running around. Everybody on the ice needed to know where you were, but you could also score. And then. Like you go to the OHL and they use you in different roles. They do different things, but then you do end up finding a, like you kind of that same player. I think that was the player in Bantam hockey that you ran amok. You dominated with the gray Bruce Highlanders and um, you end up getting like 28 points a year, like 14 goals. You're getting like 200 something penalty minutes. Like nobody would have wanted to be around you. You would have had, all the room you wanted and your line mates would have, and you can play hockey. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the year that I, so the, after the, the East coast, like when I was done there, I ended up in Muskegon, Michigan, back in the United hockey league. <clears throat> and I fought a bunch there, but I had, you know, I had some pretty good points as well. And then the following year after that, when I was in Youngstown with, Elke and uh, Irving there. That's where I you was, really found your groove, right? I was, I was actually like probably, yeah, the best year I was having. And I broke my shoulder again. And I broke was out your shoulder. Year. I was going to say 24 games played and you had 12 points. Yeah. Broke I broke your shoulder, broke my shoulder the week before Christmas and was out for the rest of the year. And then come back. What do you mean break a shoulder? I've heard a dislocated. I've heard a separated. What do you mean break it? So I've actually broke mine two different shoulders but three times three different times so the first time I was in the OHL and I my I dislocated it and when it dislocated the top of the humerus when it comes at when it came out it sheared a piece off like a size of a dime so okay. then they have I had had surgery to have that one repaired and then when the year that I was in Youngstown, I did the exact same thing, except they didn't tear any, like didn't break anything off the, the other side. And it was the, my rotator cuff was torn. And then the third time was playing senior and I didn't have to have surgery, but 
it was probably the ugliest one because it was it was and it's bad. totally like, different doing it in senior because doing it anywhere else you have the doctor support you have the team support yeah. you do it with senior like i went septic in the finals against clinton and um i went into the doctor like something's wrong like my arm you know something's wrong yeah. it, it's infected whatever They'd give me a prescription for an IV for one day. I'd go back and sit in the doctor's office again. I'm saying something's seriously not wrong. And it'd be another day. And it'd be another day. And then finally, somebody's like, you keep coming in here. Like, we should figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. Yeah, instead and, of having it right there. Yeah. And then I end up going to work with an IV in my arm for 16 days. And it's like, I'm literally going and sitting at work in an office with an IV in my arm to play senior a hockey. And like, <laughs> there's no doctors take care of you. There's no teams taking care no. of you. Like senior a you're, you're, you're doing it for the love, I guess. Right? So I went, so I got the same kind of thing. I, when I was in Ottawa, I got in a fight in Peterborough and I punched a guy and I must've punched him like right in the teeth, which is like the <laughs> dirtiest part of the human body. Yeah. You get infected. And, and I got my hand sewn up oh, and infected. I can remember, I don't know what we did when we got back, but I was at Rodney's billets and I woke up the next morning to go to the rink. And I was like, my hands broken. Like it was three times the size. And I'm like, I'll just ice it. Right. I'll be fine. So I go to the rink, try to tie my, tie my skates, go to put my hockey glove on and my hand wouldn't fit in the glove. And that's what it was. It was infected. And I spent, like a week with same thing with an IV in my hand and draining it out. And, oh, my hand and it's painful, man. It's wild. It's <laughs> wild. Jesse Mitchin in Cardiff, when I was there, he punched a guy in his, the teeth and his hand got infected from the tooth. And yeah. man, he was in the hospital from it too. Yeah. It's it crazy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk about that. Why? Let's talk positively, right? <laughs> right. Um, you played with Derek Nesbitt in uh, Atlanta, and yeah. I saw like Spit and Chicklets just did their big night for him. He played a thousand game yeah. pro, and like he's been grinding it out, man. That's in the coast. He's been doing that. Yeah, yeah. He was. He so I was with him. My uh, I don't know if it was my first year or second year there. I think my second year there, and then he was there for a bit, and then he he was up in the American League for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he's he's made a. He's made a life there. He he lives there now, I think, and everything. Yeah, so. he he's full go there, and it's interesting, yeah. right? From all us small town Ontario it's fellas. It's the same like, thing you talked about the guys like pro hockey or hockey players, and now he's running like minor hockey in in Atlanta, in Gwinnett, which is yeah. I mean, you think the kids will be pretty good down there eventually? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Like I I know they. I mean, they had a pro. They have a program there. But now that's how it works, though. Is there. all these all these hockey guys that were from Canada that were the hockey guys have now all gone south and they're, they're, there's hockey guys scattered all over the world yeah. and they're training these kids how to do it right. Yep. And if the kids got the tools in the toolbox and then you got a good teacher, you know? That's it. Next thing you know, there's some hockey hotbeds where you don't expect them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. So Good work, Nezzy. Keep her going. Um, okay, let's see here, though. Two years in Gwinnett, so your deals, you started with a two-way with Chicago. Second year, did you not ever sign with Atlanta then? 
Yeah. So then I started with Chicago in the American League and going out on a two way. Then the next year I signed a two year deal with Atlanta, like Atlanta and Chicago. But and I ended up playing. Deal, but in, you got to play with Muskegon because of the lockout. So, well, yes and no. So I, my second year, the the coach and I in Gwinnett didn't see eye to eye, I guess, on how I was going to play. So there wasn't really a spot there for me. So, so what did he want you to do? Well, I don't, I don't know if it was so much what he wanted me to do or not wanted me to do. It's just the personalities didn't jive, I guess. They didn't drive. No, I understand that there. Yeah. Coach in my past that our personalities didn't jive at all. Like not even <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I went to Skegan and played with, for Bruce Ramsey, who I played for in Port Huron. And our personalities jived quite well because he was an absolute animal when he played. Right. Like back in the colonial, in the old colonial league, which is full of beauties. And isn't it amazing how hockey is getting softer and softer and oh. softer and softer? It's wild. So, how, how soft can it get? So this past weekend, we were, I had the kids or whatever. We had our game, had a game and we were talking to, we're going to the Owen Sound attack game this weekend. Like the whole team's going and they were talking about fighting and they asked me if I fought and I said, Oh no, you know, not much like, you know, kind of downplaying it with the kids. And they're like, Oh, we went to the attack game and there's fights and there's hits and there's this. And I was there's like, no fights. And I'm looking at their parents and their parents are laughing because they know how it used to be and how I played the game. And it's like, they're, there's, there's more body checking in a Bantam rep shallow eight game than there is here. And yeah. In junior. Oh, yeah. And- way bigger hits in Bantam. way bigger hits, man. <laughs> They're wild games to watch. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And then you go, like I went to a, the Shuriken game and they wrestled with their gloves on and they're wrestling <laughs> and like the refs are to blame. They, they called it five minutes for fighting and I'm watching a playoff game and the guy on the one team clearly tried to take out the better player on the other team, getting in a wrestling match with him. And they both got five minutes for fighting. And it's like, well, you just took out their good player. By yeah, wrestling. So way to go. Game, right? you, yeah, that, so I guess that's the new game of hockey now, instead of yeah, that's right. the way it used to be. You just wrestle with their best player and try and get him kicked out for wrestling. <laughs> Oh, okay. Better move on. Um, so Muskegon though, I don't know what I got. What's it like living in Muskegon? That's in Michigan. Yeah, it was, I, I liked it. Like it's, I mean, you can go ice fishing there in the middle of winter. There's okay. not a, it's not a big, big happening town, but with same as all like Youngstown, like it's a, you know, an older town in the North, like it, but there's always those little dive hole in the wall places that you'd go and, we had yeah like you always you always found fun like there's no there's, there's no fun wherever you want to find it right you just have especially especially at that level right like you're there yeah for the fun part you're not there for the paycheck you're there you're there because the you love hockey and you want to yeah. play and make Absolutely. enough to get by yeah no i i hear you um 
Well, that year though, that's where I got, that's where I have it written down here is when you start to become a force. This is it. 14 goals that season, 28 penalty minutes and 236 penalty minutes. What? No, 28 points, 236 pimps. That's a wild year, man. You're scoring, you're fighting, you're doing all of it, eh? So what yeah, are you I doing? Heard... Playing like first, second line, and then you're just running around mucking it up while the the, the fellas are scoring or what? Yeah, I played I I don't know if I played first or second line, but I played like a lot. Yeah. Played defense a little bit too there when I was there. And we had we had a really good team. That's for sure. So that that always helps. Well, you trap so from Muskegon, what league is that? That's UHL? Yeah, that was the UHL, yeah. So, so those was, teams were mainly like Michigan area, right? Yeah. So I mean it changed, right? It's you have a team like when I was in Port Huron that first year, we we went to like Richmond, West Virginia and like different places. And then by the time when I come back around and got to Muskegon, the travel was a lot better. Like teams uh, are Rockford, teams are going Rockford tits up all over the place, new teams are popping yeah. up. It's wild times, eh? But it's all that, yeah, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois. And so then after that year with Muskegon, that's the end of the lockout then? Was that that year? No. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, after Muskegon, you go to Youngstown. That's where yeah. you hurt your shoulder after you're really doing her. Because you're really doing it pro at this point. Yeah, that, that was – and. I know those guys touched on it the other day. Like that was a like we had a blast. Like we and were you on, had a team. Was, you you have a bunch of guys that love being around each other. It doesn't matter what league, what town. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You get a team full of dudes that all like each other and love each other and will do anything for each other. It doesn't matter where you are. You're gonna have no, a blast. We, we didn't. We didn't have a choice but to get along. Like we lived out of the bus for thirty days. Like when they say like we were on a 30 day road trip. <clears throat> we were on a 30 day road trip and like you on a be bus on, on a sleeper on a bus. bus on a bus. And we'd be, you know, play a game somewhere, get on the bus, drive through the night. And there wouldn't even be a motel stay in between. Like it would be get off the bus at the pregame meal and go play the next night. Well, the motels cost we, money. And we played whatever it was those guys said 13 oh and one or whatever we were at the end of it or 14 oh and one whatever and like we we partied the whole time because it was like i can't believe like well, they didn't even this. get us apartments so we went to training camp we stayed in the in a motel <laughs> go to training camp they're like okay here we go the season's starting we leave for i think a couple games and we came back to youngstown back to the motel leave again for this 30 day road trip. Like they didn't, we didn't get a motel or didn't get apartments till like end of November. And that's, what's crazy is that those teams that like, I I just don't understand where the guy comes from. That he's like, I want to start this team and this is my idea and this is how it's going to work. It's like, if you're pinching pennies everywhere, it's but like, you know what though? It, that it when you when I say it like that it was but everything outside of that wasn't like we had great crowds and like they treated us like gods there like right and they're, they're thing, but right? they're also thinking at the bottom line <laughs> it's like well why are we gonna get them apartments when yeah we're actually leaving for a month <laughs> and we and 
But like why in, is Youngstown in the yeah. Central Hockey League where all the teams are in Texas? I remember I when that was happening, and I was like, who the hell is going to sign in Youngstown, Ohio, when all the games are in Texas? Why aren't they in the league where the teams are around them? <laughs> Me, Elky, Irving, all those kind of guys are going to sign there. <laughs> Shed guys. Well, you know what? If if they had if they had kept the team there, like Elky would have never he would have never left there. Like that would have been he would have played there until yeah he loved. I it. mean, he couldn't play anymore, and I would have be been playing with thing. both fake hips there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I and I would have been the same because it's not, you know, it's it's. So close what was it so good about it? It just like it, it was. A, I mean, it's a great, beautiful, beautiful arena. Like the the facility was great. The town was same thing, like an old steel town. Like, but when you're a minor pro hockey player, you find fun wherever you are, right? Like it's yeah, you know, every every team I ever played on, there was always that one hole in the wall dive bar. You can always fun. find somewhere to have fun if you want to yeah, have fun. Absolutely. And absolutely. fun is fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I yeah, I know. Alki knows too. Um, but like yeah, no, you're right. It was the same in Daytona Beach, Ohio. It's like you can go to D- Daytona Beach, Ohio, and everybody can complain about how terrible it is here. And um, or you can figure out how to make it fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And then fun makes winning and hockey better, right? Yep. So Youngstown wins because everybody's having fun, and you go on the 30-day road trip. So like the the trailer actually came off on yep. the bus and like and all the it's actually the... damaged and whatnot. Like the, you're saying the trailer passed the bus. So the, the, like the whole tow bar come off and it went past us on the interstate and it's like, you could hear it, right? Like kind of grinding on the road. And it's like, that doesn't sound right. And then you heard a big bang and we looked out like in a sleeper bus, there's not big windows. Like there's just a little window and we looked out the window and there goes this tandem axle, storage trailer like passing us on the interstate and then it like the tongue of the trailer like stabbed into the embankment and there we get out and it's like something you'd see in the movies like the wheels are still kind of slowly turning and the (laughs) equipment is just in shambles you know the more i think about this 30-day road trip i don't even think i've put it into perspective what that's like that is actually living on a sleeper bus with 20 something stinky dudes farting and burping and drinking and playing cards and eating food and where is all the shit going where are they pooing oh you 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 don't do that on the bus you wait till you get to a you just gotta hold it so you can't be feeling that well it never I, i always know i'm the grumpiest when i'm tired or i have to poo (laughs) <laughs> and that's going to happen 30 days on those buses. Well, I think there was enough beer consumed that we were, having, we were always having a good time. Like unless we were heading to a game, we were, we were partying. Like it was <laughs> on a 30 day it, roadie and you played 15 games and went 14 on one. And you know, lose. what's funny is, is okay. <clears throat> so here's what I'm going to say about my podcast compared to other podcasts that have to do with stuff is a lot of podcasts are about the individuals that like it's about 
how to get better, their development, what they need to do to make it to the NHL, what they need to do this, what they need to do that. It's like teams win when teams are teams, when they love each other, when they'll do anything for each other. And like, I don't know. I, that's what I want mine to be about is like when you're in Youngstown, you guys, when you guys love each other, you win games. That's how it works. We we did everything. We did everything together, including on and off the the ice. When you do that shit, you win. Like, it's pretty simple. We folks. went, I won't name names, but seven of the team went to the drunk tank one night in Fort Worth, Texas. And you know what? What was the repercussions of it? Nothing, because we were winning. Tough Nobody sleep really in, the, in the, the drunk tank. So how does it work in the drunk tank? Are you? We're not going to name names. I'm just thinking that you go in, you sleep, and then you get out. No, yeah. no well, harm, no foul? Well, no, we had to pay a fine and everything, but we all like it was the party just continued like it seemed to be in the there was one guy that got this is like slap shot get back on the bus the one guy got put in a cell by himself which that would suck he was he was miserable high anxiety for sure for that guy but you got a uh, teammate with you you're doing better for sure the rest of the guys had a good time and you know what I think for the most part, everybody's roommate covered for them and the the coach found out, but he didn't even like, he didn't care. We didn't do anything that bad. Is like, this killer? That was, that was the second killer I played for. Right. Yeah. So you played for kill Ray, who was the killer. And then <coughs> yeah. you played for the other killer. That was Lackner's killer and Elkie's killer. Yeah. 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 Um, players liked him though. Eh? He was, he was a, he was a player's coach for sure. Yeah. Same I thing think, as long as I think it's important to get a team to want to play for the coach, right? Like that they like like the Well, guy. that was the other thing. Like you won't find you won't find a guy that played like Elke played there for two years, I think. But the year I was there, just speaking from that, you won't find a guy that was there that didn't enjoy himself. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like on the ice, off the ice, whatever. Like had was, fun, was living yeah. life, enjoying yeah. life. It was a good day for living. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's the way it should be. Um, so that's Youngstown, Ohio. So then they go tits up, and then that's how you end up with the Mississippi River Kings because you go with the coach there. Is that right? Yeah, and Elkie. And Elkie. And Lackner's Elke. there now. Drew yeah. Banger is what I call him. Yeah, Lackner was there. We And same thing. So just so have. you know, for small town whatever – I like we played my minor novice together, major novice together. We played Guelph AAA together. Um, played Shurkings together. Then he went to Niagara. I went to Western Michigan, and then I hit him so hard he almost shot himself, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode forty three, folks. Listen to it. I almost we, made uh, him puke. We had we had a lot of fun there too, and the same thing. Like it was. It was kind of a different dynamic when we first got there because there was a few of us coming from Youngstown and like obviously Mississippi had had a team and we made it work and same thing. Like we had, we had pretty good teams there too. But this coach knows what he wants. He's bringing in his core guys of what makes it a team. Yeah. And it's, it's the core group of dudes and what the people they are and where they're from. And that makes a good team. Right. Yeah. Including our, our equipment manager went, He's a, he, I think he's just, he maybe just quit doing it, 
I love when people bring up the equipment managers because I think equipment managers make teams teams and they are a very important part of a team is that they do things with a smile on their face and they make fun fun, right? Oh, there's, there's, there's not too many equipment managers more fun than Adam Dexter. He was Adam Dexter. Well, it would be hard to put him up against Deese, but see what can happen. Did you know Deese used to spray paint me naked to do pregame speeches in Cardiff, Wales? (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that, nor did I need to know that. No spray painted as different superheroes wearing my son's masks. When he was two or three years old, um, that's how I'd get the boys pumped up for games. So, there you go. So that's Dees. He's our equipment manager, and um, he would spray paint me. So I don't know what Dexter is up to. You know, <laughs> he did. He was up to a lot of things. Well, maybe he should come to the shed. He sounds like a great dude, and I'd love getting he, like the equipment could... dudes on. I bet you, like, he's got some tales over the years, right? He, he would have some stories for sure. Yeah. One or some two. that he may or may not share. Right. And it would be up to him That's to know right. which ones That's to right. share. Right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. So then um, let's see here. Hmm. How many penalty minutes are the most you've ever got in a game? Do you know that? I don't know. I would, I would say 30 something, but I don't know. Okay. It was was there anything you did that you regretted in my career? No, on the ice to somebody. Anything that I did that I regretted? Uh, just a question. Like, did you? Was there a time where you're like, ah, oh, shouldn't have done that? Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure, but not like At nothing. The spur of the moment, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. for the moment no, you're making decisions like, and you're doing shit. It, it, it yeah, all right. happens fast, right? I would do something in the heat of the moment and go, oh, oh that's not right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that happens, though. It happens to all of us. You know right away, too, when it happens, you're like, oh, shoot, should have done that. Especially yeah. when you're a little guy and guys like you are coming to get me. And I'm like, oh, shoot, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so Mississippi was good. You're still doing your thing, though. You're fighting your score, and you had 19 points, 271 penalty minutes. Gosh, I would not want to be on the ice against you. You know, we had that. We had a tough. We had some tough teams in Mississippi too. Uh, David Samoes, who's another guy that, like we, I don't know if we actually flipped the coin, but it was the same thing. Like it was like, okay, you fighting first tonight, or me, and like back and forth, and. And that's how it was though, right? Like there would there would be guys willing to do it and you'd go out there and you'd fight each other and you knew what you were getting into. And like I don't know. I I think it makes hockey way more entertaining well, when there's guys those, willing to do places, it. In those places, like like uh Irv said there in South Carolina, like they get more excited for a fight than they would they don't you know, care a- about winning. No, like a goal, right? If somebody yeah. scores, like, oh, yeah, nice goal. And then there's a fight and everybody's. That's what they were. That, absolutely. Yeah. You're right. So where do you think that they like you the most as a fighter, as a player? Like what, where's your honey hole as a guy? Um, I don't know. I think, I I think I, like, I enjoyed my time in Arizona. I was there for, for quite a while. And I mean, 
I like to think that they liked me everywhere I went, but probably not. I, I don't know. I, no, I would think they would. I mean, I think, yeah, you were entertainment every time you stepped on the ice. You were entertainment in AAA hockey, Grey Bruce Highlanders against Guelph, you know? <laughs> I, I, knew I'd, I knew I had to watch you. <laughs> um okay so then the mississippi river kings you go there for two years with killer right and yep. then um do they go tits up then or no you get traded the arizona sun dogs i get traded, traded. so the trade deadline comes killer trades yeah yeah so i didn't i didn't see it coming like i never never would have thought and it's funny because my in-laws were down to visit and my father-in-law, him and I are at the grocery store or something. He's like, oh, you know, it's, you know, you got a pretty good thing here. And the, the guys all seem good. And we're shooting. So I'm like, yeah, you know, we really like it. And my wife, Tracy, she's got, you know, there's other wives there and everybody gets along and there's, you know, it was a good place. And we get home and like my phone rings and it's the coach. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's killer. And he's like, oh, we made a trade today. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, well, I'm not sure why you're calling me, but. Maybe he had, you know, a young guy wanted to know if I had a room, like room in my apartment for the guy till he got settled or whatever. Like, and then that's he tells where I, you. Head, you. I, and then he's like, "Well, you're going to a good place." And I was like, "Pardon?" He's like, "Yeah, we traded you to Arizona." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like okay." So I hang up. I'm like, first thing I do is I look because we never played Arizona, right? We would have never went there. I look, they're in last place. I'm like, oh. Like, well- and, and as a hockey guy, that's what you're looking at is that you're yeah. in last place. So but then, like, what's then weird? What, thing... What's weird for me though is like that killer guy is your buddy. You go to war with every day. You go on thirty day road trips. Lackner, Elky, all the guys, right? And then you can just get a call in the hockey world. But you see, can literally the, just get a end, call, and then you never see them again. And you're like, in the end, he, did me, he did me a favor because they didn't have. Like the veterans, right? Because of the vet rule, and you only had whatever at that time was, I think, maybe four vets. So the next year, I would have been a vet, or I was a vet then. And they wouldn't, like, there wouldn't have been a place for me, right? So this way, instead of me chasing a job all summer looking for he, my next, he, he place got to go, he sent up. me somewhere that they were looking for one. So after I get off the phone and figure out that they're in last place, it's like, okay, I'm going there for a month and then I'm coming. So I'm driving all the way to Arizona and then all the way home for a month. On top of that, my in-laws are down there and their flight doesn't leave for another like two weeks. So they're like, well, what are we going to do? They're like, well, we can change our flight out of Phoenix. So I load the truck up with myself, my wife, my daughter, who's two at the time, and my mother-in-law and father-in-law in the truck, like Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. and literally all the way across the country to Prescott Valley, Arizona. And that was another memorable road trip. It didn't last 30 days, but it was a long one. Oh, it would be. <laughs> That's with the in-laws, the wife, so, and yeah. a two-year-old. Yeah. So then fast forward from to my transition from Arizona to Denver. My in-laws are down again. It's my daughter's birthday. No, my son's birthday. And I leave the rink. I get called back to the rink by the coach. And he's like, hey, I want to talk to you. Come back to the rink. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to let you go. So I get put on waivers, which, again, come out of nowhere. So 
And this my is in laws with, who was that with Mississippi? That was with Air, when I was in Arizona. Okay. And then I went up to Denver from there. So, and my in-laws were there again. So they were like, if you continue to play, like we're not coming to visit anymore. Cause every time we come down, you get, you get traded, you get your ass <laughs> traded. Um, yeah. That's crazy though. And like, that's the life though. Like yeah, people that go to work Monday to Friday and they do it and they're stable and they're doing it. Hockey guys have a totally different life, man. Minor pro, even in the NHL, they can just show up and it's like your kids go to school here. They go do this. It's like, well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So where was your daughter? To... Where was your kids born then? So my daughter was born here. Um, <clears throat> she was born here and she didn't because my she was born in November. So she, my wife was too far along for her to come down like first yeah. of October, like all the doctors and everything here. And then my son was born in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The kids stories too, from all yeah. the shit we've done, these hockey guys, you know, when you talk around, <laughs> that's what I said. Like my, my daughter, my son, not so much, but my daughter, like she'd been more places than most people go in a lifetime and she'll never, never remember any of it. Right. Oh, right. No, I know. And yeah, it's interesting. Okay. So then, we got to talk about the Arizona Sun Dogs just a touch here. We going long. You had a long career though. Um, Sun Dogs, three hundred ten pims. You fight a whole bunch of dudes, but I tell you, two and a half years, and then they put you on waivers. And one year, you had three hundred ten penalty minutes in the Central Hockey League. I, for me, that screams a guy that just loves hockey. Loves working hard, loves being a team guy, will do anything. It doesn't matter the price, doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. You just love hockey and giving her out there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I do, I do it now if they let me, right? Like, I, so you do, you do miss it, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, every day, there's no like, you know, it, it doesn't bother you, say, day to day, but there's definitely times where it's like, you I know. know I get up, I get up at the plow snow. I get up at three o'clock in the morning, get called to go to work to plow snow. It's like, Oh my God, I wish I was still playing hockey. Right. I, I wish I could go, I wish I could go play that hockey game at seven at night tonight where a whole bunch yeah. of people came and watched and yeah. cheered. And then instead of getting up to go to work, I'd just be getting home at three in the morning. Right. After having a time. Yeah. After having a time. Yeah. Absolutely. I do, I do know. Yes, <laughs> I do know what you mean. Um, yeah, well, then, so, anyways, better carry on. Sun Dogs, then you go to the Denver Cutthroats, and that's where you go with the family all the way across. You only went there for 15 games and five playoff games, right? Yeah, so that's my – So, that was the hold on, time. you're going Mississippi to Arizona. Yeah, so then I you're there for two and a half years. You like it. I have a lot of yeah. questions about it, but we've been going a long time. You know, we can always do this again. We'll get Rodney on. We'll catch up. Who knows? Right? It, it was a it was a great place to play. The, the reason the reason why I got moved out of there was it was different different coaching staff, and there was like it was somewhat in shambles when I left there. But anyway, Co- coaches want the guys they know, and good. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Pretty much what happened, yeah. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden teams go tits up all over the place when they get the wrong guys in. But what do I know? Right. Okay. You get trade or you go to Denver though. That's how yeah. you end her after your two and a half years. And you just fought and worked hard and did everything you could. Just like I've seen you play. I know what you are. Um, you go to Denver cutthroats. That's a terrible name. The cutthroats. Probably the worst hockey name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a fish. A cutthroat is a trout. Is it? So that's what was on the shirt, yeah. Uh, you know more about fishing than me. I can't even catch them. I don't even know what to do that with was like, around here. I don't know if it was like the state fish or something, but it it was a, it was another great place to play. Like I, Well, Denver I really, can't be bad, right? Isn't it like sunny it was, all the time and there's mountains and the, shit? The weather, like you'd go outside, it'd be 25 degrees Celsius one day, and the next day there'd be a foot of snow. Really? But it, I I really liked it there. It was it was a bit different. It was a different team. Like there wasn't there was a couple guys that had kids, like it was a younger, a younger team. So it was a bit of a different, you know, situation for my wife and that to be in. But well, it is different, we right? Once it. you have kids, you want other kids around, you want that. And it, and there was, but we lived like we lived where all the young guys live, like in the apartments and that the older guys had like houses of their own or whatever. So it was a little bit different that way, but we, nice. I really enjoyed it. So you did enjoy it and you went there for 15 games in the playoffs. So then how do you decide to shut her down or did you just, how, how so, does it end? So the, the following year they, they made me an offer and it was like, I, my, my wife who works for the school board here, she, she had got the offer for this, for the school board job. And then the offer they gave me, it wasn't, it was less than what I had made the year before. And they're like, Oh, you know, this is how we're going to do it. And I'm like, I, like, I, I can't do it for that. Right. And my wife got a job that, you know, she had worked school and done everything and she'd followed me around for, and and she, and she had worked her way and got what she, yeah. I, yeah. I do so, know. It was time for it was know. time. So yeah, so that and then that was it. I mean I yeah. tried to tried to scratch the itch with senior and it didn't really fit I for me. I and know. what I, I think know. I think my mistake was probably going right into it. I probably should have taken a year or two off and then maybe tried it, but whatever. No uh, regrets. No, and like yeah, you, there there can't be any regrets. We just all you go start playing hockey, right? And I watch it now. I'm watching my kid play and I'm watching all these kids play. And it's like, it's like, you just go out there and play. And then some people see you, some people don't. People know the name, some people talk about you. And it's like, where y'all end up and where it all goes, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know, you love the game. And you like yeah. playing it and you like being on a team and that's what you want to do with your life. Right. <laughs> oh, there's no, there, I mean, there's no, there's no better, no better job. That's for sure. Like, to, I mean, you do it, you do it for free and then to, and then all of a sudden people start paying you. Right. Yeah. And you're like, this is crazy. You're going to pay Absolutely. me to play hockey. Absolutely. I know. And then it ends. Right. And then, then, then that's it. Then you got to go to real work. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So no, it's, it's, but you know, I, I, uh, 
I respect competitors. I respect hockey guys. And um, playing against you, AAA and Bantam, I remember. Um, <laughs> Rodney saying, you're a great dude. You're in his wedding party. Then I'm living in Concord and you're right in Wyerton. Then you talk to Elkie and Swerve. And then, you know, they're just, you're a hockey guy. You know, you're a shed guy. And like yep. that, like you met your wife by volunteering with your spare time. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So thanks lots, for coming on. Good memory, thank, that's for sure. thank you for uh, chatting with me in the shed, you know? Oh, thanks for having me. No, like I love this shit and I, I hope that someday your kids listen to it. I hope your wife listens to it. I hope they get to relive these memories with you because that is why I do this. That's, that is, I guess what drives me is like, I love creating memories for people. I, yeah. that's what I like doing. And I hope this is a cool memory for you guys that you did this. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of neat. Like, I was just going through it, and, uh, like, all the names that either guys I played with or guys I played against or guys I fought. I think you had Riley Emerson on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big, tall. Him. Big. You fought him, yeah. so that would be a really tall guy against. You, yeah. He was in Missouri, I think. So how does fought. that go? I feel like you're going to be bull rushing him while he's trying to stretch you out. Uh, I don't I think I think it went well for me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but that's how small I, I, the hockey world is, right? You keep talking yeah, around. Absolutely. It's like we were all and like you see the kids my sons play, and it's like, well, you're gonna remember these kids if they're players. Like if the yeah. the players that are the players, like you guys all know who are the players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It only takes yeah, a little sure. bit to see it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know. I find it very interesting how small the hockey world is. And I love having on a, a small town fella from Wyerton that can, I don't know, get to relive all the stories that you, yeah. you know, like the, whatever you're working for the town, you're not being a hockey player every day. And there's probably not many people that want to hear about, the hockey you played right no so it's <laughs> well, and, more and fun don't... it's more fun when a guy bugs you and it's like hey please tell me about everything you've done <laughs> yeah like it's yeah it's a, like you say it's a small world right and it, it takes guys that have been there and done the you know on an, an overnight on the bus or 30 nights on a bus or whatever the hell it is right to, to appreciate the the stories that you know guys are are coming up with well, and that, yeah, the ins and outs of it, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, but like, seriously, it's been great getting to know you. And that's what I love about this shit. It makes my night better, makes my day better that we do this. I get to, I guess, be the guy that like, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I want to talk hockey. Yeah. I like hockey. I yeah. love it. I don't really want to watch it, but I like talking about it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to get to know you. And now when I see you around the rinks and I will, we will see each other around the rinks and I'll see you around here is yeah. we've done this. And now we got this, right? That's right. That's right. And this has been another episode of two L's and hockey tales with Smitty and Wally.
Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I'm a girl. I'm always speaking my mind.